I wonder if there's a word for a group of monsters. If there's not, it should be a mash. It should be a monster mash. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? Welcome into a special Halloween edition of the Chanting Conquest podcast. I'm your host, Apex Chinchilla, and today we are talking about the various monsters in Woodrue. Uh, there are four. I think we're going to go over each of them uh, probably in points order, so we'll end up starting with the Quaddle. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's kind of talk about monsters in general, because there's some advantages and maybe one disadvantage to being a monster. M- maybe two. Um, the first advantage to being a monster, um, you don't degrade normal uh, infantry brute cavalry regiments they lose stands they degrade monsters you get their stats that's it you just you get them until they die uh, for some things that's really really good because they're very durable for others it's maybe not a big deal you know quaddle's got like what 10 wounds um not a whole lot to degrade there but on a contour where you're 26 wounds and you do a ton of work the no degrade is a, a huge deal the second thing is the the size of the monster stand a monster stand is 100 millimeters by 100 millimeters. Uh, it is very compact for what you can potentially get on it. Uh, that gives you advantages in mobility, where you can move around the board a lot easier just because you're a smaller sized block to move. It also gives you some advantages in clash. Um, so normally, if you take a three-stand infantry regiment, uh, your opponent can get five stands in contact with that to get full attacks. Um, with a monster stand, because it's 100 by 100, the most you're ever going to get in contact with it is three stands. So if you have a durable, blocky monster, um, it's hard to leverage full force against it, because you're going to cut down to three stands. Um, and potentially, depending on how your opponent sets up, that means you might also be able to cut out like a character from being able to put full attacks into it. They'll just get the one support attack, uh, which can be really, really problematic for dealing with some of these. You also count a little bit different for scoring. Um, So all monsters are scoring stands, even light monsters. A light monster counts as two stands. Medium and heavy monsters count as three stands. Um, This is also kind of a thing where that small footprint plays a role because you can get two monsters onto like a six inch objective and all of a sudden have six stands contesting it, which is a a real thing. Um, And that light being able to score is somewhat unusual for as cheap as the quaddle is. We'll get that into that a little more with the quaddle itself. Um, you also do count as um, an additional stand for scaling. So you're scaling one. Um, and that's kind of really about it for the, the benefit side. The, the two downsides you have for monsters is you can't buy additional stands for them. Uh, and they do trigger fiend hunters. So you'll, you'll end up facing some rerolls. Um, neither of those are particularly upsetting. You know, you, you don't get extra stands, but also you don't degrade, so no big deal there. Uh, and Fiend Hunter is a good special rule. I think currently it's a very good special rule, because I think currently monsters are, are quite good, as are, are a few brutes. Um, so it's just kind of a thing to be aware of when you see it on the table against you, so you know kind of where you need to go as far as maybe you want to avoid high-impact Fiend Hunter regiments. Um, so that's kind of a, some general about it. Um, we do have a little bit more to talk about general because we do have the option to put some characters on our monsters in Woodrune. Um, some other factions do as well. So the thing you have to understand about this is the character is still functionally an independent stand. 
So now you go from having a one-stand regiment to basically a two-stand regiment. Just any sort of measurement you'd be making, you would make off of that 100 by 100 monster stand. That does mean that if you put a character on a monster and that character would be a scoring character, you do add that to scoring. So you can get to four scoring stands on a 100 by 100 base, which is, is really nice. Um, I think that's kind of all the general stuff to talk about. So let's kind of jump into uh, the quaddle. We're going to go in points order. The quaddle is the cheapest. So I don't necessarily want to spend a huge amount of time on the quaddle. Um, it is unreleased, so we're looking at functionally uh, beta rules. But I will say that the quaddle is extremely interesting in its current iteration. So the quaddle is a light monster, one of the very few in the game. Uh, it is a mere 150 points. And it's available in a few different warbands as a restricted option. Um, when you look at its kind of base stat block, you'll see it's very fast, um, and it's got good defenses for a light, but that's kind of about it. Um, you jump in a little further, though, and start thinking about what you can do on table with a 150-point March 9 scoring option. Um, and this thing gets super interesting. Um, it definitely wants to play on the edges. It's only got 10 wounds. Um, it's not particularly fighty. It's only making eight attacks, but those attacks are pretty okay. It's cleave one, terrifying one. Uh, it's only clash two. Uh, potentially, you could get it some shock from the chieftain. That'd be good. Um, but this is one of those things where if you're playing a heavy centric list, I think you're really excited about the potential for this because this is a cheap way to smooth out your whole early game especially if you're matched up against another early scoring army, because this thing by itself will keep you much closer in those games than you would otherwise be. So instead of being down a bunch of points early and having to really kind of sweep the board off by turn seven or so, uh, this thing will keep you in early and you'll be much more even territory when you start getting into those turn four, turn five, turn six, where you've got your heavies on the board in threatening positions now. Um, this thing looks really good in some of the more spread scenarios where you can steal a kind of an outside objective early and then maybe push it even further to the outside as more of your, your stuff comes on because I think you want this thing to go into a flank of something. Um, you said it's only eight attacks, but if you're getting to, you know, inspired clash three, shock clash four, you're getting maybe for some rerolls on uh, resolve checks. The terrifying one can do a lot of work for you. Cleave one's not bad. Um, it's also uh, the first thing we'll talk about that has the monster special rule all Woodrow monsters have, which is Bellowing Roar. So Bellowing Roar is a relatively new addition, uh, and what it does is it allows monsters to interact with the chant mechanic. Uh, prior to this, they did not at all. Like the, they didn't chant, uh, except the drum beast could. So Bellowing Roar basically makes them Cult of Conquest, but also puts a limitation that they could only ever chant Conquest as well. So the Quaddle is now also potentially a very early source of a Conquest token, which is very good, uh, in addition to the other things it should and can do for you. Um, I think kind of the other interesting thing about this is, for a Light, it's, it's pretty solid defensively. Resolve 3, Defense 3, Evasion 2. Again, only 10 wounds, so not super bulky by any means, uh, but it will fight other lights pretty well. Uh, not super interested in fighting a lot of mediums, but with that sort of mobility with the March 9 and Fly and already being on the small base, uh, you could definitely do some hunting of some ranged units, be a general annoyance. You know, maybe you score an objective turn 2, 
move off of that objective to be just frustrating. Um, 150 points is cheap enough that your opponent is almost certainly going to have to spend more to get rid of it than you paid for it or ignore it, in which case it might end up doing some real work on a flank. Uh, so it's just kind of really, it's, it's a hyper-specialized annoyance beast that also gets you early scoring access and an early chant token. Uh, super intriguing. I hope it stays reasonably similar to this, because I think this is just a fantastic addition that we don't have otherwise. All right, next up on our list, we have the Apex Predator. Uh, this is kind of the, the classic you know, Woodrune monster. This thing's been out a long time. It is such a beautiful model. Uh, it is it's huge. It looks awesome, reasonably intimidating. Uh, for my money, it's one of the best models that Parabellum makes. It's just so good. The feathers are great. Um, right now, I think it kind of suffers a little bit. Like I kind of mentioned in my, my last episode, I, I think it's just a little bit not super inspiring right at the moment. Um, I, it's a heavy, I would actually love to see this thing as a medium. Uh, I think that gives us kind of a, a better way to cascade monsters onto the table. Eventually where you've got light, medium and heavy monsters. I think that would be fantastic. I would love to play a list that is nothing but monsters. Like give me a speaker character that can take some of these things as mainstay and ride them. Uh, and let me take just eight monsters as an army. Please, please let me do this. Um, so jumping into actually focusing on the Apex Predator, it's 190 points. Um, it's a budget beater, right? It's reasonably quick. March 7 is good. Uh, it's got solid base clash at 3. Um, it's got some good special rules. It's got Fiend Hunter, which is good in this current environment. Uh, it's got Unstoppable to get you some rerolls. Um, its impacts are bad. Like, it's got five of them, but there's no special rules. Please do not play kill marks on this thing. It has no special rules for the impacts. Getting it to impact seven is only getting you, like, half a wound the turn you charge. Um, it does keep bellowing roar. All of the monsters have that. We've already talked about that. Um, it's got some conditional bonuses, though. Like, it's got deadly blades, which is, you know, it's, it's a nice little bonus to wounds. I think where it's let down is it's just its volume isn't very good. It's only 11 attacks. It's only 14 wounds. Um, it makes it, like, the third lowest wounds in our whole faction. Uh, Resolve 4 Fearless is good. Defense 3 is okay. Uh, it does not have any evasion. I think that's a problem for it. No evasion just it makes it difficult to kind of keep it safe if you're playing it anywhere but the edges, uh, which is why making it medium would also be a huge bonus because then you'd have another turn to position it to get it to where it can kind of threaten to come in from a side onto things. Um, 11 attacks, if you're not triggering Fiend Hunter, isn't enough to really slam it straight into things anymore. You know, there, there's too many elite models released now that have better bulk that can take a charge from this thing and just not care that much, um, especially if they're not bothered by Terrifying 2. Like, going into Fearless is really rough for this thing. Some of the monsters are really dependent on bonus resolve damage from their terrifying. This is one of them because its main attack volume is so low. If you're not getting value from terrifying too, it's just not doing a lot for you. Um, it really needs targets that Fiend Hunter will work on that are prone to terrifying just to be able to, to get strong point value out of it. Um, it does look great. Like I said, I have two of them. I love them. I have a third one I need to paint. Um, I would happily run a bunch of them, just preferably in a not heavy slot where they're not competing with things that are more elite and more impactful. 
Um, you know, the budget beater role is probably fine if that budget beater role can realistically make it on the table around better options. You know, we'll, we'll get to the Tontor and the Drum Beast where you're like, you know, if I'm playing multiple heavies and there's one Apex Predator and one Tontor, I'm choosing the Tontor to come in first every single time. Uh, and the Apex is kind of an afterthought. Whereas putting it in a medium kind of alleviates a lot of those issues. Um, otherwise, you know, it's fine. It's it's not bad. I still play one in a few lists. I, I like it a lot. Um, it's just it, it's not it's not super inspiring in the the current state of the game. Uh, jumping into some of our newer monsters that are super inspiring in the current state of the game. Uh, at three hundred and ten points, we have the Tontor itself. The Tontor has like a million special rules. Um, I'm only slightly joking. I believe it has 11 special rules on its card once you add in like the, the impacts and brutal and all of that great stuff. Uh, it's got two fairly unique ones, though. March of the Giants, uh, which it uh, shares with the Drum Beast, both of these. Uh, March of the Giants makes them always inspired, which is um, really nice and really flexible. Uh, it does a lot that doesn't show up on paper here. Uh, and Towering Presence makes it size 4, which I think is the only thing in the game that's size 4 base, so it can kind of see over everything. Um, what you see out of the Tontor, it's Clash 2 always inspired, so it's kind of Clash 3, but it's not going up a lot unless you're getting shock on it for Clash 4, which is really good. Um, what jumps out immediately, aside from the 310 point cost, is that this thing has 26 wounds and makes 16 attacks. Um, again, defenses aren't super amazing. It's defense 3, no evasion. Uh, you can chant Conquest, you can get evasion 2. You can get that on the Predator as well, uh, which is super helpful for that thing, uh, and very, very annoying on the Tontor. Um, 26 wounds is enough that it's really hard to just take one of these things off the table. It also kind of enables some of the really, really annoying things these things are capable of, because it can sit and grind a little bit. Um, so the huge wound total combined with 10 tramples is a, a great, great kind of rule set that does way more than you'd think on paper. Um, trample, if you're not familiar with them, uh, this thing has trample 10. Tramples are auto hits. They are not attacks. You don't roll anything. They just happen. Uh, and they happen at the end of an activation to whatever is touching the kind of the front arc of this thing's base. Um, it's super annoying. Like it's just it's it's ten auto hits. Um, you don't get any special rules on it. You're not getting the cleave. You're not getting the line breaker. But it kind of enables you to march charge in to whatever you want. Um, it's got six impacts. Um, it's got brutal two. It's got line breaker. Uh, six rolls isn't enough to do real work in anything but like after that you're like all right roll 10 more defense dice uh, trample 10 auto hits um so even though it's march 6 and that that feels like it's not very fast both the tontor and the drum beast have this sort of suddenness to them where you're happy to march charge in you march charge in you do a bunch of work you kill some stands uh and then your 26 wounds and oblivious just keep you alive like you just stay there uh, it takes so much to actually kill one of these that they can kind of stay and grind. Um, you can get it into something, you'll kill stands, you'll kill eventually you know, that, that whole regiment, and then you can move on to the next one. And where that auto-inspire comes in is that you can clash as your first action and you're not missing anything. And these things do have 16 attacks with relentless blows. 
So even if you're, you know, sitting there at Clash 3, which is an amazing, that's eight, maybe another three from Relentless. I mean, you're really looking at 11 or so hits at Cleave 1 Linebreaker to something you've probably already done a bunch of damage to. So if you shatter that regiment and you're freed up, you can make a charge action after that. And then you get those 10 tramples again. Um, it's really, really uh, different to play one of these things. Like you look at it on paper and you can see how it's good. But once you start getting this onto the table and seeing some of the, the things it's capable of doing that's just so unusual for the game, um, your opponent has to devote resources to kill this thing. You can't just sit there and feed this thing because it will just keep grinding through things. And those advantages of being a monster, you don't degrade. You know, a Tontor on one wound is the same as a Tontor on all 26, and killing this thing is a, a, a challenge. Um, D3 doesn't sound great, it's really not, but it's Oblivious Fearless Resolve 3, so it's not taking a ton of resolve damage kind of ever. So there's not a huge amount of things in the game that can just one-round this, because you're only getting three stands worth of volume. You know, you can put this thing into, into Dragon Slayers. They will not kill it most of the time. It will happily grind down an MSU of Ash and Dawn. Uh, it won't kill five stands of Ash and Dawn. Don't do that. You need two Tontors for that. But, you know, you can kind of put two Tontors into something as well. That small size means there's plenty of space. Uh, if you run multiples of this thing, which I, I highly encourage at least testing, if you're going to throw some proxies down, you know, go buy a tiny Brontosaurus throw it on a monster stand, proxy this up, um, pick up the kit when you can, but, but proxy putting a couple of these on the table and kind of run them together. You just kind of slam them straight through things. Uh, this is one that can be mounted. You can put a chieftain on this thing. Um, it's a little bit different when you do. It changes the chieftain's um, ways of war. So instead of getting it automatically, when you draw his card, you get a pick. Uh, if you happen to work it out so that you get flurry on one of these things, it just does wild amounts of damage. I think you average more hits than it has base attacks, um, which is, is hilarious. Um, the one time I had it happen, I believe I had 19 hits on 16 attacks, uh, wiped a regiment and charged into another one, because that's what you do with the Tontor. Um, being able to put a character on these, because they do interact with the, the chant rules now, with Bellowing Roar, um, same with the Apex, you can make this fanatic with Mantle. Um, if you're running one, it's good, right? So the Conquest fanatic um, tier three gives you an extra action, so you can march, march, charge, march, 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 charge, if you have the correct way of war and you have that up, so you get huge distance. Um, I don't think it works that well if you have multiple Tontors because you kind of want them together and you can only do it to one. Um, the interaction on the Apex with the Queen's pretty neat because it's already pretty fast and it wants to play on the edges. So you get just this massive amount of mobility. Plus then you can March Charge Clash, which the Apex really, really likes. Here though, if you're doing it with the Tontor, um, you said you're running single Tontor, it's, it's a pretty decent spot for it. There's a handful of regiments that really like Fnatic. The, the Tontor's... You know, it's not, in my opinion, the, the best spot for it, but it's certainly a viable spot. Um, I like to run multiple of them, so I don't usually use it because I want two Tontors clashing into the same general area um, as much as I can because that's just a problem to deal with. Uh, but enough of raving about the Tontor. It is the, the beater of the Littlefoot. Um, the support style Littlefoot, the Drum Beast, is our fourth and final beast, uh, whopping 330 points. Um, I actually think this one's priced. I think their prices are, are should be flipped. 
Um, the Drum Beast is basically the same thing as a Tondor, except it's 12 attacks instead of 16, and you trade out Relentless Blows um, for Sound of the Drums. And the Sound of the Drums special rule makes it so that when you get to your third token in your chant pool, you do not have to chant. Normally you're required, the Drum Beast lets you just hold it. You still can't have more than three. You have to discard if you get more than three. You don't get a hold on any if you chant. You know, if you chant a tier one and you had three, you still have to discard your extra. You, you don't get to do anything neat like that. Um, but just having better flexibility to build your stack and not have to worry about it can be helpful. Um, and it's still a 26 wound trample 10 uh, monster. You know, do I think that Sound the Drums is worth four attacks, Relentless Blows, and 20 points? No. Could I be convinced that it's worth the same as Relentless Blows? Absolutely. Four attacks and Relentless Blows? Maybe. Personally, I would actually price this a little bit cheaper. Um, I could see flipping the prices. Um, the impact is similar, though, because you can do a lot of the same things. Uh, you can still march charge in, you're still getting those 10 tramples, you're still super durable, uh, you're just not quite as grindy when you're actually engaged. Your rider option here is the Scion, um, and he gains a draw event if you put him on the Drum Beast. Now, the Scion gains the draw event, not the Drum Beast, uh, and that draw event basically adds an extra token to your pool matching any token currently in it. Um, and what you're really going to want to do with that is you're going to want to chant and then draw the Scion so that the Scion can add his Conquest token from his own card and then duplicate it with the draw event. Um, it's it's really good. Um, it lets you crescendo straight to three tokens so you can get a tier two off. You don't need this if you have Fnatic because tier or two tokens plus the Fnatic bonus token gets you to three anyway. But if you're chanting to an, or crescendoing to a non-Fnatic regiment, this lets you get straight to tier two which is good. Uh, and the bonus attacks from the Scion kind of equal out that sort of grindy nature that Tontor has. It's a good combo. Um, if I were going to run a Drum Beast, I would really like to do so in the Scion's Warband with the Scion on it. It's a big bulky platform for him to sit and cast Crescendo every turn from, because let's be real, that's the only spell you're probably going to cast for with him. 99.5% of the time. Uh, it bumps up your output to be very similar to the Tontor, and... Um, it's just, it's a good combo. Uh, you have a couple of choices for artifacts. Um, putting beast drums on him uh, makes you a little bit more hitty, which is okay. Uh, this is also maybe the only place I would take the splinter. Uh, the splinter gives you bonus to your priest level equal to your amount of tokens in your champ pool. Um, in this case, the scion himself is always going to give you two, so it's 15 points. It's basically the same as the focused mastery that you can't take because you took a mastery to ride the drum beast. Uh, it's a really good combo. Um, like I said, I, I think this is just a step down from the Tontor in general, the Tontor being cheaper and being more aggressive. Uh, certainly has a place, though. Uh, it's another fantastic model. I think both of them look great. I actually like the drum beast a little bit more. I did not put the beards on my Tontors. Um, Drum Beast is definitely chewing the leaf, though. That's that's a that's great, um, and the uh, the gals riding it, blowing the horns. It just it looks so good. Um, I want to know if there's a way to mount like a tiny symbol to it, so it looks like it actually has a gong. That would look awesome. Uh, somebody better hobbying than me could probably pull that off. Um, but that's kind of it. That's all four of the monsters. Um, this actually, ended up being about a 
Not, not quite a half hour episode. We were a little bit shorter. That's good. I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. I recorded this dressed like a dinosaur because why wouldn't I? Dinosaurs are radical. Uh, whether or not it's a sexy dinosaur, I'll leave up to your imagination. Uh, but I hope you all had a great and safe holiday. And for our outro today, I, I bet you can guess that it's going to be the Monster Mash. Sent you. Then you can match.